0: Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, and MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. It is, again, my pleasure to be back with you again today to host yet another after show for What If, Marvel's What If. And this... Doesn't seem like a typical episode um, after last week's cliffhanger. What if Thor were only a, uh, were all, were an only child? Um, we seem to have had a lighthearted episode to recap, and following um, <laughs> that episode was a cliffhanger um, to the likes of which we hadn't gotten, um, leading us to believe, which, you know, the show has kind of on its own without looking at advertisements led us to believe that these are one-off episodes um however the end of the last episode had ultron infinity ultron shall we say bursting through dimensions multiversal planes and wreaking, uh, or about to wreak havoc, shall we say, Seeming well, seemingly about to wreak havoc uh, into Thor's dimension, uh, into Thor's world, universe. And, yeah, it seems like there's going to be some sort of already multiversal type war, or, um, you know, what is Ultron up to? Um, we're going to find out today. What if Ultron won? And... Yeah, I'm very curious about this one. And uh, I've seen Ultron on the cover of the we've seen him in the cover of the uh, show artwork. I had it on my desktop for a while. I've known there was going to be an episode like this. However, this is, again, a very well played out story in the show. What if? And um, yeah, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews of what if some people love it. Some people don't. Some people are right in the middle. Um, I'm, I'm on the love train. As of right now, let's see where it goes. This is kind of a make or break episode. Um, We're going to see what happens. We're going to talk all about it as we go. This is yet again another watch as we go style episode. What did you think of last week's and what are you thinking of this style formatting episode? Let me know. MarvelManiacPond at gmail.com. Your feedback is loved, encouraged, and appreciated. Um, It it goes a long way. And uh, if you love the show, leave a review on wherever you're listening to it or a thumbs up. Literally makes a big difference, and seriously, it's just the tiniest thing goes the longest way for the podcast. Thank you, thank you so very much. Alright, now, without further ado, let's start watching What If Ultron Won. Is James Spader going to be in this, is my big question off the bench Is it going to be James Spader, or is it going to be Paul Bettany, voicing Ultron? Or both? Like in Dragon Ball, um, when Goku and Vegeta combine uh, to become Go- uh, Vegeta or gogeta they do their voices at the exact same time same time does the budget of this show afford that already going into the credits here i just know i just know it's just i got a bad feeling um we're gonna see iron man die again <laughs> like I just i got a bad, bad feeling about it and um as i was thinking last week you know we saw iron man die twice in the zombies episode because we totally saw him die as a zombie and into a zombie <laughs> um there's just so many times we've seen him die, and I'm not over that yet. I'm not over that yet, <laughs> and I'm not ready to see him die again because he's gonna get killed by Ultron. in this isn't he. <laughs> okay, before I can even really know what's going actually on and where we are in a series of events, and like what actually happened in this universe, um, because I, I don't know what the next event is. I don't know if the body right now at this point of Vision uh, was stealing stolen from Ultron. Um, when the uh, it was being uploaded in Age of Ultron, right, or just Ultron literally won at the end of Age of Ultron, the fight, the actual fight, and it's looking at the beginning of this episode episode that he dropped Sokovia, literally. Um, that's what it's looking like right now. Now we see the Watcher's eyes glow from afar in the sky as snow falls ahead of him. He says, "We've seen this before—a universe in the final days of destruction." But this particular story, this one breaks my heart. He says, "Ah, man!" So, like, the watcher has feelings. <laughs> he don't like—he doesn't like this one. And uh, all these other stories are pretty heartbreaking. So, so we get Black Widow zooming towards the city, um, and she's on a bike, and she's getting chased by Ultron's Ultron drones, and they look. Um, very intent on killing her. And she says we got 90 seconds to start the clock. And who is she radioing to? Clint Barton Hawkeye. He steps out to the edge of a destroyed building and shoots several rapid fire arrows. He nails every single shot. Another group of sentries banks around a decimated skyscraper. Hawkeye is just taking taking them out left and right as Black Widow dodging them left and right. And she's zooming through this snowy, explosions erupt around Nat and two groups of sentries convert literally in front of her and she guns it straight around she does a 180 and guns it straight straight back like you know what i like about the series is they do really good um at i i really believe that this is something black widow in the movies would do i mean like i feel like it's written written well for the for some of the characters like this is straight black widow and it is it is again lake bell um performing Black Widow, um, and I like. The, I think she's good at it. If they couldn't get, um, if they couldn't get Scarlett Johansson, and I hope Scarlett Johansson has her blasting on it. And we won't talk too much about that because I just want to enjoy the episode. After she turns in the motorcycle straight around, she goes into a narrow gap between two buildings and it drops bombs from her motorcycle and explodes all the sentries behind her in the alleyway beyond awesome extremely awesome this is already one of the coolest action sequences we had in this show um by far i really almost wish they put like as much energy into this as they did uh into spider Spider spider-man action scene in the zombie episode as they would have this scene Uh, and i hope we get somehow like more a little more of a spider-man scene um with this much action Another century just gets his head blown off by an arrow. We see Clint. I like calling him Clint, but because uh, I always think of um, T'Challa saying, "Clint, give it to me," and, and uh, he hands him the Infinity Gauntlet in uh, Endgame. I just love that part. But uh, it's Hawkeye And he's putting like an invisibility cloak from Harry Potter (laughs) On basically And the drones approach him Where he was at least on the roof uh, And basically they start to approach And he just lands on top of them in the air And starts just like Plastering them With his arrows in hand And uh, he takes out like three at a time Literally Widow says, we got 30 seconds until their signals reconnect with the Hive, so it seems like they're trying to take out every bot in the area so they can do something in the city. I don't know what yet, but I'm probably about to find out. Black Widow, electrified baton, action, alert. <laughs> Amazing. At 18 seconds away... Um, Nat wants the all clear from Clint And he gets his electronical arm blown up I didn't realize he already had an electronical arm But it, this one version was blown up So like I thought he lost his arm But he didn't lose his arm he, lost his ele- he already lost his bionic arm So I'm thinking this might be a little far This might be a few years into the Ultron loss <laughs> This sentry knocks Hawkeye all the way off the roof Like from the top to the bottom Like tackles him I think Hawkeye lands on his back And he's just like okay like Hawkeye really does like He has an like, extra super Like does he have an actual Extra little bit of strength For being a superhero I feel like he'd break his back And die I mean that's I I didn't know Clint Barton was like Extra like His backbone was gonna be Extra strong I'm gonna have to go back And watch this fall I challenged This fall Was insane <laughs> I mean if there's one thing I will I mean this is you have to suspend your belief for anything but like I will challenge because Clint Bartman have powers beyond extreme amazing aim and if so it makes a lot more sense as like maybe a little bit of superhuman ability and a little more durability or maybe he's wearing something that gives him the capacity to withstand enormous fall damage but that fall would have killed any man. Like, that fall would have killed Captain America. I'm just kidding. Okay, that's the, lo- that's the only thing I'll say. Black Widow flies in on her motorcycle at the last second, I guess. I mean, it would have been great if she'd flown in on the motorcycle maybe like a second earlier to like fly in and save him on the bike. That would have been way too perfect. That would have been really annoying. And she actually uh, gets the drones with her bike. It's really cool, really cool. And then she grabs the bionic arm and she says, need a hand? I feel like you should know me by now. And then she says, we're getting rusty. A Couple more seconds and the sentry signals would have alerted the Ultron hive mind to our location. Hawkeye asks, which is where exactly? And she replies, home sweet home. And we see the church that Ultron kind of starts off in in the Age of Ultron movie. Um, so already callbacks I, I love this I love parallels I love callbacks And I I feel like this episode Is going to be a great episode It's already fantastic off the bat So you really think The secret to taking down Ultron Is here uh, Barton says And Black Widow says It's Russia Hawkeye Secrets were the national pastime So it's really good to have Jeremy Renner here In this episode Uh Lake Bell Playing like I said Black Widow But Jeremy Renner As Hawkeye And he's amazing and it's great to have him the watcher says the end of the world began with one man's dream now we get to go back to some of the juicy stuff this is really good um i peeked a little bit into this and i'm loving this tony says i see a suit of armor around the world now we get to see reanimated bits of age of ultron with multiversal changes he saw a world of peace with the mind stone tony stark created ultron The Watcher is going through uh, also a lot of quick shots of Ultron, reanimated Ultron, and the creating of Vision, and all this is really well animated. But Ultron only saw one path to peace, the elimination of all life. It sounds like a James Spader impersonator, if you ask me. From puppet to puppet master, Ultron required one thing, an organic body to call his own one that fused the powers of man, machine, and mind into one. The Watcher's really breaking it down here for us, and I love it. Like, it is, this is exactly so. In your universe, the Avengers stole the cradle and used it to create the hero Vision. Such a noble version of Vision. Um, the light shedding upon him, so worthy of Thor's hammer at his birth. When the watcher is transitioning from universe to universe, like and he's showing each one, it's, it has a very shards sound. I like the shards uh, transitions it's very it is very in tone and in theme of the show of the shards of time and reality is breaking, but picking up the pieces they all pick up and align in in my theory, uh, they're all there. all the pieces are still there. But in this universe, Ultron got his wish. Ultron uploads himself to Vision's body, and with the infinite power of the Mind Stone, Ultron began to lay waste to this planet, Earth. We see this devilish shot of Vision. It's really Ultron as Vision, though, um, behind a hellscape, just red all behind him, flames. Uh, It looks like completely devastating, Earth. Nat and Hawkeye are on a jet and we hear Tony saying Ultron's going after the nuclear codes I don't know how much longer we can hold him off Blackwater says we have to take off the satellite network he won't be able to launch the nukes without them we cut to a scene with a broken caps shield on the ground we see a, a kind of a downed Thor we see Hulk down on the ground it is a devastating scene oh my goodness Tony pushes himself up to face Ultron and Vision's body he tells him you don't have to do this I made you for peace and Ultron says it's evolution. Only a primitive mind would fail to see the distinction, which is why you have to die. He emanates this giant electrical blast that sets up all the nuclear uh like nu- nukes and seems to kill Tony Stark again. Uh from what I see, from what I notice, and yeah, we see a scene from like a war room and nu- nukes are just appearing to go everywhere in a jet Nat and Clint Watch the projectiles fall past And she says it's, we're too late He did it We see General Ross lose his, like, Drop his jaw in, a, in, that, in that control room I was speaking of Hawkeye says Laura Like he lost his wife um, We get this view from space Of just missiles going off All over earth It's, it's devastating Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is like actually insane uh, and I, really, really, really crazy. Um, wow, OP, Ultron's OP, overpowered. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, so he says, <laughs> I'm really shocked by this scene because it happened so fast, I can't process how fast this happened. Okay, so Ultron's floating around this devastated planet Earth He's, and it's this really, really good shot. I mean, this looks sick. This, this, It's almost like... The visuals on this show are really well. Really well done. I'll say that. So yeah, Ultron's hovering over just a completely wrecked city. And from what I could tell, he's sitting at the top of Avengers Tower. He's just completely hovering over Avengers Tower at the top peak of it. He takes a sigh of relief and he says, At last, peace. And the Watcher says, but the Age of Ultron was only the beginning. And through a portal directly behind him walks Thanos with the nearly completed Infinity Gauntlet. Like he's stomping into Wakanda, like ready to ready to get the final stone out of Vision's head. But what does he do? He blasts him straight in half. He cuts him in half. There's no difference in power between this Vision and the other... the. Like so what is it Is it experience from the conquering of the world Is it uh, confidence Um, What What? You know what I mean Is it just a a burst of sudden I mean Thanos had to have known Like there there was more There was a little bit more happening here Um, Like I don't know man That's just nuts what he did to Thanos (laughs) That's shocking It's actually shocking what they did to Thanos here So he slices him in half vertically and he says fascinating and he and he goes right up to uh, the gauntlet and he beams it with his forehead uh, with the mind stone he lifts the mind stones up with nanobots they're nanobots that he uses kind of like Tony Stark's suits are made with nanoparticles um, that's what he's using to lift them up and they spiral over Ultron and literally form him a brand new suit and plunge into his chest. His eyes grow red and he says, wow, I see everything. There are worlds beyond my own, (laughs) worlds that need me. Instantly terrifying, he extends his hand and uses the reality stone to create an army of sentries. He rises up high above the city and conjures himself a cape and a double-ended weapon like a giant Megasword Sick So he puts all of his sentries All of his drones The new Ultron bots Onto this giant spherical ship He says I'm going to bring peace about our time And he transports the ship to Asgard To every corner of our universe His ship hovers over the palace Pretty much his Death Star um, He aims his weapon straight down And fires Completely flattening Asgard Unbelievable! Like massive destruction. Next, we go to the Sovereign, where the Guardians of the Galaxy are defending, and we cannot deny uh, this is probably when Guardians of the Galaxy two was happening. I I just want to—I don't know—I just want to take a while. I just don't understand how Gamora is fighting alongside the Guardians of the Galaxy if Thanos already had the Infinity Gauntlet with the Soul Stone intact. If Am I wrong, does he not have all but all the Infinity Stones? Am I wrong? Maybe he sacrificed Nebula. Maybe there was someone else he could have sacrificed for the Soul Stone. Maybe it's a plot hole, but I don't want that to be. Anyway, we move on into the epic episode that's happening right now. It's insane. All the Guardians die. We cut to Sakaar. Korg fights uh, a few of the centuries off and then the grandmaster watches everything go up in flames we see ego being decimated by ultron as well ego the living planet who at this point in the movie i feel like should also be dead there are a couple of problems uh plot holes that maybe i'm wondering if the events that pl- took place on earth with ultron set thanos off on his journey to get the stones earlier um is my guess in in what is going to have to justify um, all this. But now we're heading to Xandar, which (laughs) according to the sacred timeline and infinity war should be decimated by Thanos for the, for the power stone um, on his path to getting all the stones, which Ultron currently already has. You mean at this point, the Ultron's going for the end of civilization. Thanos was going for stones. Um, It doesn't really matter what Thanos decimated to get the stones at Xandar. You're only looking at Xandar from above. You're only looking... The biggest problem would maybe be the Gamora thing, right? What... What... (laughs) What Ultron does is beyond um, anything. It's devastating. It's cruel. It's... It's the most evil we've ever seen. It is... Maximizing Infinity Stone's Potential To the worst effect It's it's disgusting And it is This is what This is genocide um, Not that Thanos isn't um, But I call it Maximum genocide uh, Pure uh, Wow Xandar does put up a really good defense um, Putting up can- cannons against the robots But they don't put much of a, a defense Really against them I gotta say, I mean, despite whatever type of mini, whatever plot hole you want to call it, I don't think there is one because Thanos, in quotes, decimated Xandar and You hear in Infinity War, decimated could be a giant part of a quarter part of the city to get one Infinity Stone out of a vault, right? With with whoever you need to get it to, um, we're not seeing that part of the city. It's just a wild ride to be at all these places in one episode, in one event of a show of a movie of anything in the mcu ultron takes aim at the city below about to blow it up and then he gets smashed into the ground by captain marvel very similar to the events of last week i think the show wants us to believe we have a hero at hand here that can possibly save the day she says listen skynet i've seen a killer robot movie and i gotta say i really don't think it needs a sequel Captain Marvel flies into him, smashing him into the ground, flying towards the core of the Earth. She forces his head back as they plunge towards the planet's core. She punches him really, really tough and then seizes his head, her power flowing over him. Beams of light shine through his metal helmet and Captain Marvel grits her teeth. You have spirit, he tells her. She tells him you can't win. She has such determination and I believe her. Yet the reply uh, Ultron gives is, I already have. And the stones light up, and every tiny bit of that planet is completely destroyed. Ultron stands alone on a piece, single piece of planet. That's it. And he says, It's done. He lifts his helmet up. At last, he says. Behind him, the watcher starts talking. The realization nearly broke the machine. With his mission complete, Ultron was just now a program without a purpose. The victor without a war, sentenced to spend all of eternity alone. And then Ultron's like, who said that? Basking in the boundless silence of his universe, the Watcher just keeps going. Ultron ascended to a previously unattainable level of consciousness. He became aware of another. It's like the Watcher doesn't even realize like what's happening as he's saying it. He became aware of the, and like, he's about to say to the Watcher. And he says, I see you. He says, there are universes beyond my own. And freaks the Watchers out. It freaks the Watcher out completely, and he blocks his view, and he says, I have seen everything that has ever happened, ever will happen, ever could happen. And yet, what the hell is this? (laughs) If a hunger like that were to be unleashed upon the multiverse, even I cannot imagine the horrors that might follow. No, 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 this is not good. Even that machine is not as invincible as it might think. There's still hope for this universe. One last hope, the watcher says, and we cut to Black Widow and Hawkeye entering a facility together. It's completely dark, but we see their silhouettes in a doorway. Hawkeye laughs, and Black Widow says, welcome to the KGB archives. Hawkeye asks Nat if if she's ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, and she says, I love that movie. I actually haven't seen that movie. So Clint asks, where do we start? And uh, Nat Nat says, just pick a box. (laughs) And the reaction, uh, of Hawkeye is just like, uh, okay, like there's so many boxes. There's so many boxes, dude. And the Watcher is watching them very concerned. Like he really needs to find, he needs them to find this answer. He needs them to find this answer. He knows the fate of the multiverse is in their hands right now. Nat finds the red guardian shield from Black Widow. The red guardian shield and she puts it on her back and she asks Clint, is this my color? And he says, Nat, don't try to make this fun, but come on, that's amazing! I love that. We already got a Black Widow Easter egg. Um, you know, this was this is sick that she's got that on her back right now. I love that. Clint says his will to live meter is flatlining, and he goes to a uh, straight lines to a box. The watcher says the answer is right there, and he says, "I could show them. I could intervene. I could save the multiverse and so many many lives." Clint says, he's very, you know, unmotivated. He says, we've all lost so much, and I'm not sure there's anything left worth fighting for. He, as in Ultron, has already taken over already every program on the planet. And Black Yoda replies, yes, every digital program. The one that I have in mind is a little more analog. Natasha finds the Iron of Zola file, and she says, let's just say you're going to feel like a real jerk for almost quitting. Hawkeye's like, stop it. <laughs> I love it. He's like, that was my box. <laughs> An old hydro base in Siberia. Does that mean Zola's still out there in the main timeline? He's a man. At least he was, and he's going to help us wipe out Ultron. I love this. So in his hideout, the Watcher is very relieved. He says they did it. They really did it. There's still hope. And just at that moment, Ultron crashes through into the prismatic dimension, whatever, whatever it is that the Watcher is hiding, and Ultron makes it in says I found you, I finally found you, and he zaps the watcher with his zap stick, and it has purple and um, purple power energy from the power stone is what I guess so many universes, so much chaos is what Ultron says. they need to be silenced. He is so crazy. You do not have to do this, says the watcher, but it 's my purpose. Ultron says, dude, this is getting insane, okay, we are in Siberia, and Hawkeye and Black Widow are literally going to do what seems to be the impossible, take down Infinity Ultron early on at the core, like right at the core. And how are we going to do it? How are they going to do it? They're going to go get Arnim Zola, a hydroscientist who infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. in its infancy. She reminds Clint that before he died in 72, he uploaded his brain to a series of databanks She says, the one Rogers and I found at Camp Lehigh was destroyed. This was in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The other kept here to supervise the Russian Super Soldier Program. Now, if you would realize or recognize, this is the room where Captain America Civil War, the penultimate scene with Zemo, Stark, Bucky, and Steve takes place, the fight. Um, and it is the computer where um, This is the same computer I believe that, that that Stark watches his parents die on So I don't know if there's something Zoloff is always on there or um, it's, it's just very curious to me As Black Widow enters an incorrect password Clint asks her if he's sure she wants to put all their eggs Into such a morally questionable basket She says the US government wants to ask the same question about me Clinton says, I'll take that as a yes. He hits a key and a camera activates. We get a green light on the camera and it looks at them similar to an eye. Vertical green lines of code fill the monitor before taking the shape of Arnim Zola's face. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's such more... The most intimidating this man could be is on this screen in this form. He is... He's just creepy. And he starts saying, you know, the name... He, He pretty much assumes this is like... Captain America Winter Soldier scenario. Um, this is like Steve Rogers and um, Black Widow uncovering him in that movie, he thinks. Uh, Romanov, Natalia Al- Alianov. <laughs> so like Barton, Clinton, Francis. And she goes, uh, Francis, really? How, how did I not know that? It's a family name after my mimo. Don't you worry about it. That's a pretty big reveal right there. It's a pretty big reveal. Zoloff says, I imagine you have many questions about who I am and how I am. She says, not really. I've actually met you before. Well, a copy of you. It's a long story. We need your help. Even though you work for and I work for, says Zoloff. And uh, Hawkeye says, uh, lots changed since you've been booted up. Hydra's dead. Shield's dead. Actually, pretty much everyone else is dead. Courtesy of an AI called Ultron, Nat says. And Zolov says, "I assume you want me to infiltrate his code and dismantle it from the inside." You did a pretty good number on Shield the same way. Nat replies. And Zolov pretty much goes like, "Why would I align with you? Why would I align with you and do this?" Um, and <laughs> Hawkeye's like, "Because you're the last surviving Zola copy left on Earth, and I've ruined a lot of laptops this way." And he holds like a little bit of canteen of water, just a little tiny drop over the computer, and the tiny little webcam eye just looks back and forth, <laughs> really, really intensely, and. Uh, he decides he will help. The most intense interrogations uh, between Zoloff and some of the characters. Captain Carter got some information out of him in the first episode. Not so harsh. <laughs> it didn't take so much. It, it, uh, he said he wouldn't give it up, but she got it out of him. And uh, here, here we go. Uh, this, it's kind of a nice throwback to that. He asked them, what did you have in mind? We cut to a little bit later, I'm guessing, and Black Widow is calling Avengers Tower. And an Ultron bot answers, uh, hello. <laughs> she says, hi, I'd like to order a pizza. Uh, uh, who is this? And she says, tell me, do you guys offer gluten-free crust? And then identifying your geo, geo-positional coordinates. Okay, so I was totally right about Stark Tower. That's where Ultron was posted up, 100%. Clint says, you having some fun? And Nat replies, "says you know, simple pleasures. I give us two minutes. Clint takes out an arrow and he tells Zola, you might feel a little poke here or not. I don't really get how you work plugs a data arrow into the computer. A very cool-looking arrow. And that tells Zoloff that our um, Ultron is off-world, so our only option is to upload you via a sentry drone. Clint says, we snag one, plug you in. 90 seconds later, we give the big guy a piece of your mind. Zolof says, well, he will not be the first genocidal megalomaniac I've had to contend with. Yep, yeah, this, is, this is fantastic. Once the download completes, Clint unplugs the arrow and... Black Widow tells him to torch it. Now, the whole room is a af- fire later. It's just probably just minutes or a minute later. And Sentry's Ultron bots, they're very creepy because they're all reality-based, reality based, reality stone based Ultron bots. Um, so they're glowing red and they're all kind of glowing red instead of just the red face. Their whole bodies are kind of like manifested the zombie looking kind of. And um, they're crawling through the doors, uh, like top of the ceilings and walking. Uh, so like, it's just really well shot. And there's flames around them. A lot of them walk right into the center of the room, like they don't know what to do. They stand, kind of stand in one place. A few of them walk right up to the computer that just exploded. One sentry looks towards a, a, a tunnel and tilts its head, and then an arrow flies from it and it goes right into his head. This is the data arrow, and the data seems to be going right into the head of the of the sentry. But one of the other sentries tries to get it out, but we see. The shield, the Red Guardian shield, fly, and we get an insane Black Widow moment. Black Widow is taking up the shield of her father, Red Guardian. She jumps down to the crowd of robots and takes out a bunch of them using her Widow's Bite attack. And I just love her with this shield. I love this gnat. I want more of her instantly. I want... (laughs) I want this Black Widow out of the multiverse back into our reality. Give her to us. And Hawkeye's just smacking him with his arrows. We get, a, we get really well done cinematic action. I hope we get this through the rest of the series. This literal level of cinema. I want to know if there's more than one episode left after this. I'm hearing rumors that they cut one out, and um, I was almost 99% sure there was 10 for the season. Um, As I speak up through the end of this recording, I will not confirm that because my little sensitive heart can't take it, <laughs> um, I'm going to let you guys know that. Um, and, and as a professional podcaster, uh, you guys can go look that up and find that out yourselves. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, I'm too sensitive today to, to honestly let you know. I love this show too much. I would literally need two more weeks. Um, I hope you can relate to that. We will find out together. Um, you know, my you know now. You know now. It's it, I'm posting this a little late. Um, I have not looked at any spoilers for this thing. I'm outside of the realm of any other video. This is my take. Um, I can give you my honest guarantee on that. I've told you any other time I haven't. Um, I have seen I've seen any other thing outside of it. I literally am like watching this fresh. So uh, it's 10 a.m. the morning of right now as I'm saying this, as I'm saying, as I'm talking, as I'm speaking this, and I'm um, trying to get this out as quick as possible. But this episode better be the third to last episode we need more of this using the shield for cover, black widow drags the infected sentry you know the Zolov sentry towards the tunnel which clint is covering her fire he's using cover fire with the arrows um an army of robots charges her um so many robots i can't i can't express how many ultrons are, are chasing her and she's holding them all off not just her, Clint and her. It's a group effort, but this shield gives her power. I mean, she's Black Widow without the shield. It's similar. It's, an, it's similar to when Sam becomes Captain America because he's already Falcon. But you give him the wings and the shield, too. And it's like a double superhero. It's double power with the shield. Like, you give that hero the shield, they're, they're just insane with it. Hawkeye shoots this net arrow over over some of the bot, some of the bots and uh wraps him up really good. And I, I really like that. I wonder if he develops some special arrows in this timeline after however long Trauma was ruling over the world. I'd assume at least a year or a year and a half it took him, like, for Thanos to come with the stones and all that. Um there, there there there'd have to have been some time passage. There had to have been some time passage, like after the big Explosions, all like all the there had to have been more fighting since all like Ultimate Ultron was created and like he got his body. Like, there had to have been more war, more fighting. Like, they probably fought him for a while before like that final fight with the Avengers. I don't know. It's there's a lot of theorizing we could do about this one. This one, this one's crazy. This one's a nutcracker. So, Clinton and Nat get the sentry with Soloff uploaded on it into a hallway. Um, the Ultron bots literally just one door behind them smashing through metal walls like trying to break it down clint says the wall will only hold for 90 seconds and arnim zola's correction 52 seconds and he gets up behind them and yeah it turns out it worked he says he's already initiated his signal blast black Widow says now we're in the game and she shoots the leg off of him uh he says what was that for Hawkeye says, just precaution, just in case you want to try anything funny. And uh, Zola says, your team building instincts need work. Hawkeye says, yeah, tell that to HR. So Zola does a hive connection where he's gonna do the blast, where he pretty much tries to connect, wipe out, and reconfigure all of these bots to become him, I'm guessing. So that's what this big explosion he does, it's kind of like a big EMP, but that's gotta connect to the main Ultron hub, Um, and it's not. it doesn't work. The door just keeps denting in, so, you know, the big blast didn't radiate to the hive, which isn't good. It needed to radiate to the hive. Clint says, you better not be messing with us, and Zola says, no, the the Ultron hive mind appears to be out of range. The arm of a sentry busts through the door, so Hawkeye and Nat start jumping upward. Literally, this is such good homage to the Winter Soldier. We we It could be so easily overlooked in my eyes, like... And I'm catching this. I feel proud that I'm catching this because I feel like I would overlook this in, in in some timelines. Mr. Honest would never have noticed <laughs> this. But for, for for right now, he noticed <laughs> because he's taking his time watching the episode for he's becoming a better podcaster today. <laughs> this is exactly where Iron Man and Captain America and Bucky fought and the shaft in which they are... Going upward in that awesome fight At the end of Captain America Civil War Oh my gosh I love that I love that I just love that I love the reused set pieces Um, It adds a remnants of nostalgia And also it brings forth Just so many extra Layers of death To the other scenes in those movies Like I'll go back to watch that movie And I'll have like a weird nostalgic memory From an alternate timeline where Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye were fighting Ultron, Infinity Ultron bots. The drones breach the door and fly up toward them. Clint says, go, 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 and he fires arrows. With Zola on her back, Black Widow leaps from platform to platform along the wall, shooting as she goes. Also, shield on back, looking very cool. I can't tell you the amount of Legolas vibes I'm getting from Hawkeye this episode. He's shooting more arrows than ever, and it's just so cool. I, I want more, more of this. I hope we get more um, of the extreme badassery of Hawkeye in the show Hawkeye. I mean, we're going to be covering that very soon. I'm very excited to be covering that. Stay tuned, stay subscribed, be ready for that. We are going to be a Hawkeye after show. Not long. Widow tells Hawkeye to move out. She's got him. As Hawkeye takes a running leap towards the next platform, he draws back his bowstring and loosens an arrow at the incoming horde. This arrow shoots straight down. We follow it into what must be like 50 to like a zillion zombies. <laughs> no, and I say zombies because these Ultron bots are fierce and they're like, they're just so, they're in such a horde, like I, like I said. And um, it, it, this arrow breaks apart and goes onto like the, every, every corner of the wall and forms a blue shield that blocks them for just a short amount of time. But as Black Widow and Hawkeye make their way towards the top of the shaft, it just buys them a little bit of time. The bots burst their way upward. They completely break it. Um, one, one bot just breaks his hand through and fires at Hawkeye. He falls off his platform, and he's dangling off of it, and Natasha grabs his hand, and Zola's firing down at the other drones, taking off the hands of them that are firing at, at Hawkeye and Natasha, and she, she says, Clint, and he says, I told you, I don't want to fight anymore. And we get this music and all of a sudden we're just in this, we have to be just forced into this mirror moment of end game. Like, why are we here? Why are we here in this moment? Why do we have to be in this mirrored moment of end game? Like, I'm like, no, don't do this. We're, we're forced to be seeing like this alternate universe of, of of we have to lose Hawkeye and Black Widow has to lose Hawkeye like, like Hawkeye lo- lost Black Widow. Like, I didn't, I wasn't ready for this. I, I don't know why I didn't see this coming, but I didn't. And this is killing me, and I don't want this. Why? No. Why? 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 <laughs> Hawkeye lets go of Black Widow's hand as the sentries are let free. In slow motion, Hawkeye turns over, aims an arrow with a glowing tip at the drones, fires the arrow into the head of the lead drone, who falls back right into the center of all the drones, like the core. A wide view shows Hawkeye pose and a beam of light. This is desktop worthy, this is a gorgeous shot. Epic, beautiful hero shot of Hawkeye. The whole area just completely whitens with explosion. An explosion rips through the centuries and travels up the shaft, blasting Black Widow up the facility and out of it. And she does her infinite, infamous landing. Um, Yelena says, like, poser, but this is not, but she's not like a poser. She does this naturally, and it's amazing, and also, it's just um, um, really cool because she's got the shield in her hand, the red guardian shield, and Zola's next to her. I'm barely making it as as this Ultron sentry Zola, but she's devastated because of what just happened. Zola tells Black Widow that we should keep moving. More sentries are likely on their way, This Black Widow has lost everything. If there was ever a Black Widow to step out of the multiverse and back to into the main timeline through a multiverse of madness, instantly an underdog survivor like this would be the one to come back and catch up and reunite with our Clint. One that went through something identical to our Clint. I literally can't even express, like, I feel like they're trying to set up a multiverse Black Widow here. This is crazy. It's almost like they set up the story, the earlier story, um, with her father and her family, and, like, in the movie. And it's it's like they can pick all that up anyway, because, like, she'll come back out with the shield, and it'll, like, pay so much homage to that movie, and her, the sister. Dude. It seems so set up, like they're and like they made the announcement. Any characters in this show can show up in the MCU if we want. Like, oh, so this would be a real nice way if they wanted to bring Black, Black Widow back. It'd be really weird and really uncomfortable, though. If honestly, it would. I don't know how I'd feel if if Scarlett Johansson wasn't okay with it and they brought Lake Bell in to do it. You know, but it's multiverse, so it's like it'd be a different cast because of the multiverse. Uh, I'd be interested. What are your thoughts on that? Would would you be okay with a recasting of of Black Widow? Um, Would that be would that be like would that be uncomfortable for you? For me, I think a little bit. Marvelmaniacpod@gmail.com. I don't know how I'd handle it. Um, I like I like Scarlett Johansson so much. I think Lake Bell's doing an amazing job. By the way. I love these episodes that um, Nat and and Black Widow I think she's wonderful I don't think she'd do any bit bad I think I'd love her performances I think it's more out of respect to the actress who's portrayed her over all these years um, and the possibility of her continuing to portray her the the fact that she's capable of continuing to portray her Um, in 10-15 years from now the fact that I could say that same character that same actress that I know and loved as my favorite hero Black Widow could have went on to make two or three to four to five more movies in the cinematic universe that went on to be that much more successful and she missed out on that because of contracts it just would never seem fair and it could ruin and tarnish the history that we have going here and we're building together um, as a fan base uh, as a culture of the marvel cinematic universe as marvel fans uh, not just fans as a fandom as a as a, as a community this is the biggest thing um, this is the busy, biggest cinematic endeavor ever created and it's the most successful and when you put it like that which it is whether you like it or not whether you want to look at it as roller coaster rides or theme park attractions which to some effect it can be But to to many, it's much more than that. Some of the greatest storytelling ever told on screen, Um, and uh, this this coming from a guy who, you know, Goodfellas is my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, The complex storytelling told over these movies it's it's some of the greatest you'll ever see. So um. Yeah, I'm I, I'm open to seeing some crossovers in from the show. If if we get some explanations, though, about some of the things that are happening already in this episode, I, I really very I need to know that some of these events altered. Like, how did Thanos get the Soul Stone? I mean, I know we gotta finish the episode. I haven't finished the episode. I have a few minutes left. Um, Black Widow just lost Clint, and this is a big moment because I it's it's such a good it's such a good moment such a powerful moment, it's such an attention-to-detail moment that it makes me feel the show has such a self-awareness that it wouldn't make a mistake, that it almost feels like we lo- we know that there's small variations in timelines. S- some things are the same, some things aren't. Um, I'd like to think that if Thanos knew that Earth was under mass destruction, he has massive intel. I mean, he he could have just, he could have been overconfident in going to Earth, Thinking he could have just smashed the robot's head open, underestimated the bot. Uh, and that, I mean, that's that. He <clears throat> need not have sacrificed Gamora because Gamora never would have. What would have, I mean, how would he have, like, wh- why? I, I just can't think of how he would have gotten the soul stone without Gamora. Did he love anyone else? I mean, could could it have been um, like Ebony Ma? <laughs> could he have sacrificed Ebony Ma for the Soul Stone? Or could he have sacrificed Nebula for the Soul Stone? I wonder. And I I think in there is telling in one of the episodes of of What If earlier this season that. He refers to Nebula as daughter, you know. He, he does the same thing. He gives her the same love, affection. He treats her with a more toxic relationship than Gamora. Um, it's implied sometimes that Gamora is more of a favorite daughter, daughter, but he does love Nebula. It is implied that Nebula is loved by Thanos. He does care about her. There was an option to bring one daughter or the other The only reason he brought Gamora to sacrifice her was because she knew where the stone was. So it's not like he only had, Gamora was the only one he could sacrifice. It's not like that was the only option. So it's not like that Gamora was alive, it was a plot hole. It's just he took a different route. Like things were probably happening much earlier. Um, My major guess, my major guess is that he 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 had gotten the uh, he had somehow gotten the location of the soulstone by different means uh, and he brought nebula and nebula was a sacrifice for the soulstone in this reality and he must have he literally must have pressed much earlier um, much much earlier in this timeline to get the stones, um, and overconfidently at that. Nat asks Zola, or says, I still don't get it, why weren't you able to connect to the Hive? And he says, it is curious. According to my diagnostic, the sentries are rigged for interstellar communication. Meaning what, asked Black Widow. Wherever Ultron is, it does not appear to be within the observable universe. Then where is he, she asks. The Watcher is going straight into a blast of light in a complete like color dome, just every single color. Um, Ultron uses every single Infinity Stone against the Watcher. He blocks his attack and then unleashes his own, which deflects harmlessly off of Ultron's armor. The Watcher conjures a dome around Ultron. You can see right through it, and he just sends him down the tunnel it's like they're between like a hallway of just prismatic colors like blue green prismatic and uh, ruby red prismatic and down the hallway there's just like a, a sh- like red and yellow it's just it's beautiful colors um it's like the hallways of the multiverse and as he sa- as he shoes him away um he just has a minute to breathe the watch and he says i don't understand this should not be possible ultron reappears behind him he says oh but anything is possible in a multiverse Ultron smacks him with the weapon, and he flies through the prism into like what I'm guessing is one universe, just a random universe, onto a planet, onto the ground. And I just don't know what planet this would be—just a miscellaneous planet, maybe. And there's a ton of nature and terrain, and when Ultron lands, he just turns it straight into desert. So, just like another level, like anime, kind of like—I mean, I don't mean to say anime fight, but like it's just like he clears it to straight dust the whole place. It's like a giant dust battleground between him and the Watcher, straight one-on-one. All those worlds, all that suffering, and you just watch, uh, says Ultron. And the Watcher says, I swore an oath I cannot exert my will on the natural order of things. I cannot intervene. Ultron slams on the ground. He's just exerting power. And he says, I am the natural order of things. I will bring peace. It is my purpose. You lack the will to stop me. Okay, so something else I noticed. Ultron almost has the Infinity Stones activated at all times, at all times. Not like Thanos when he's using them one by one or piece by piece at at moment, at moment. He is utilizing the stones at every single second. They're always on, always on, always activated at all times. Ultron unleashes his power on the Watcher who forges his head while holding a holographic shield against the onslaught. He reaches Ultron and sends him sliding away. The Watcher hovers in the air. A dome goes around him and he just puts this giant armor on himself. He looks so badass. I didn't know what he was stacking under there. He is freaking buff (laughs) and he's ready for a fight and he says, you cannot compute the will of my power or you cannot compute the power of my will. Sorry, you cannot compute the power of my will. Ultron and the Watcher collide, trading powerful blows. Ultron headbutts the Watcher, who retaliates with the same move. Uh, Ultron just sends this blazing, like, power fist, like, power fist punch. And then they do this, like, they both punch each other, and then the whole desert erupts. Ultron plows into the Watcher and they smash through multiple realities one dotted with pyramids, another snowy. A third volcanic. The Watcher crashes to a planet's surface, and Ultron's face appears giant in the sky as he takes a bite of the galaxy. And I assume many would have theorized that that was a quick picture or uh, vision of Galactus. It wasn't and isn't. Uh, Galactus, it, it, just, it just isn't. I, I rewound it. It's Ultron for sure. The Watcher crashes into another reality after this. It's in Times Square, and I, Grant Stephen Grant Rogers, is Steve Rogers, uh, it looks like he's swearing into office In the background Stephen Grant Rogers Swearing into office as president um, What? <laughs> so this is a reality where Steve Rogers is present I just don't And then he's, he's telling the Watcher That the entire multiverse is at your fingertips And you spend all your time up there He tells the Watcher Isn't this more fun than just watching And to be honest It's less creepy on your part Well it's It's. I mean it'd be more fun to Maybe help people a little bit more And bring like unity to the multiverse brings a lot into question about the multiverse since they're completely saying this is canon um how long has the watcher been watching and what does the multiverse of madness mean for the watcher or what does this mean for the multiverse of madness and what does this mean for like all the kane the conquerors or what does this mean for loki maybe is loki is kane the conqueror like all, is he lying to loki you know or w- w- what's the truth here like because the multiverse looks way more controlled um, from the watcher's perspective, it looks like almost like the multiverse is like in order up until somebody like Ultron comes in and um, wreaks chaos over it. Maybe like the watcher has like a complete like actual like treaty with someone like Kang or he who remains. Ultron brings his fist down on the watcher, a prismatic force rippling out and transforming New York into a conda another punch transforming the futuristic skyscrapers into medieval another punch turns turns everybody into scroll like the scroll world we get a quick glimpse of it on a frozen tundra Ultron stands hovering over the watcher the boundaries of the multiverse are irrelevant to beings like you and me i didn't evolve by staying inside the lines he draws the watcher toward him like and grabs him by the head it's awful he rips his head with his glowing hand like the Watcher's head starts to like crack open. Golden fissures form in the Watcher's skin. He clenches his fists, freeing himself from Ultron and disappearing in a blaze of white light before the villain can react. Almost faster than this villain killed Thanos. He says, run, watch, it doesn't matter. From here, I can see everything. No one can stop me now. We get a cut to black, but then also we fade back to the Watcher now. This is what I'm assuming is like a post credit scene. A view hangs around the watcher and he's just looking completely defeated. I love what the fade to black represents because it's almost like we are fading out to a story that was nearly completed and should be completed, a book that was shut, that the watcher shut himself. Um, he's turning back to someone who he turned his back to. Purple light from its faceted surroundings reflect on his glowing face. We see the... The silhouettes of the beast shrink back into who we know as Dr. Strange Supreme. The watcher says, I'm out of options. That thing has left me no choice. And Dr. Strange has been there. And he laughs, been living the dream alone in a prism of my own making ever since. He says, are you ready to break your oath? And the watcher says, do you want me to say it? And Dr. Strange says, yeah, yes, I want to hear you say it He says okay I can't believe I'm about to say this I see now I need your help And we pull away from Dr. Strange's Prismatic orb Floating alone in a vast void um, You know I, ta- I talked to a friend last week uh, and you know, I think someone wondered if this was the end for Doctor Strange, if, if this was an open and shut case for him, if he can be redeemed. It, it seems like it, this would be a case. Um, Doctor Strange's intentions were to get love. Uh, it was they were selfish, but Ultron's pure evil. And this is a really good ending. Um, I really like this episode. Also starring Benedict Cumberbeck. So that's a guest star appearance. We didn't want to have that spoiled for us. That was a nice, nice surprise at the end. Doctor Strange Supreme coming in at the end. Um, one of my favorite characters of the series. I actually couldn't. It couldn't have been a better surprise for the end of the episode for me personally. I couldn't have. I would have. I think. <laughs> I've told everyone um, when people have asked, like, "What's your favorite episode?" Um, I've loved T'Challa Star Lord. Um, and Car- Captain Carter, obviously, so great. But Doctor Strange Supreme. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart and not his hands? That episode, that that blew that, that took me on my feet. I think um, it was one of the most creative and like well well thought out, and it was just one of the best rides. I think um, of this of this series and. I think it maybe is the fact that the whole cast of the movie was there, and Benedict Cumberbatch, the actor, um, with Rachel McAdams. I, I just I felt I felt like that story continued. It felt like a sequel to Doctor Strange. It did, and I don't know what they're doing with this character. Um, it feels a little scary, almost how, how they're bringing him out. This post-credit scene it feels like they're bringing him out into the multiverse. The, the multiverse is being brought up an awful lot. For What's going on in the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe right now For them to be stating so often That this is canon, 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 canon And for the level of cinematics that went into this episode um, it, It's crazy The, the, the advertising um, I, What I'm saying is Are they going to tie this stuff into the mainline MCU and to what extent? How will they do it? Will we get Natasha Romanoff donning that Red Guardian shield in the movies? Wouldn't that be great? I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. On, I mean, in, in terms of Marvel Cinematic um, stuff, I, I thought uh, Nat Romanoff could easily come back doing that and on screen, and I don't know if anyone would have a problem with that, except if like, it needed to be done right. Because I already noticed those few inconsistencies this episode And they weren't explained So you just have to assume things And when you start having to assume things That can get kind of lazy That that just is assumed laziness Um, And that hasn't really We haven't really had to do much of that yet Um, So I don't really like that I have to guess what happened with Thanos and all the stones Because there's another problem here There's another problem here the Infinity Stones aren't supposed to work out of their own galaxies, out of their own uh, universes. Like one Infinity Stone isn't supposed to go into another. Um, another, inf- We learned that somewhere, right? So, so that's something maybe I've heard as a rule from the comics, really. So that's not necessarily ever canon or spoken in the MCU, except for Loki, where in Loki the stones aren't activated in the drawer, but that just might be um, deactivated stones within the TVA, um, powers that the TVA has, power within that dimension, within the quantum realm. Um, Ultron also has a completely different wiring. he's a robot. Um, the way he's using the stones is completely different than we've ever seen before. He might have an exception of how he uses the stones. Um, <clears throat> he might have it wired to so where his wiring is back, rooted back to where the universe, uh, he can he's like honing the power from the universe in which he came, like it's almost like the stones are batteried from home world and uh, he can always use those stones anywhere or maybe he's rooting the power of all the universes, I don't know, you know what there's so, but the thing is it sounds like madness, but we need this explanation that they go as far, they go as far as making us think that much in the movies, um, and they 're going as far as explaining so much other stuff that um, it 's it's not unfair to question some of this stuff um, so i 'm not, not going to break my brain anymore. I want to know what you think let 's end it here uh, let 's think a little bit more. I like I said, I want to say there's two more episodes left, but from what i what i 'm guessing, after this, I, I think this is probably. It seems like the second to last episode. From what I know, beginning of the season, we have 10 slated episodes. Rumor had it last week, there were nine. MarvelManiacPod at com. Let us know your thoughts on this one. What if Ultron won? It's technically the worst timeline and the end of all fate and all humanity. Apparently, King the Conqueror doesn't get any... Any time to conquer If Ultron won He wins And all reality is screwed I mean until obviously The Watcher gathers all of the heroes In which we met in previous episodes And I don't know if my pop figure Gamora Just becomes irrelevant uh, Unless we get an episode for her next week Just Gamora, daughter of Thanos From what if, Marvel's what if Where is she going to come into play Do we get an episode for her next week Let's see, we will see Um Follow us on all your social medias, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of them. Let's get some talk going about this week's. This was the most eventful episode. We broke space and time. We got the Infinity Stones. The sacred timeline is at risk. Let us know what's going on. Um, Also, we are going to be covering Hawkeye. We're going to be covering Spider-Man No Way Home. Donations never expected but accepted. Paypal.me slash pod. Also, should I cover Venom? Is Venom going to be MCU canon? Could be soon. We are also thinking just everything Marvel all the time. I know you are, too. Have a great week, Marvel Maniacs. And until next time, Avengers disassemble.